Welcome to the Shelf Made Podcast, your weekly snackable size podcast for the consumer packaged good industry. We are back for another episode of the Shelf Made Podcast. Today, we are talking about meal planning. And no, not meal planning for yourself, but thinking about meal planning when it comes to converting online shoppers and avoiding the dreaded abandoned shopping cart. Don't you hate that? A customer is ready to buy your product and they just stop. We hear about last mile all the time when it comes to online shopping. And there are so many resources to help retailers and brands convert shoppers in that last mile. But we rarely hear the term first mile and how important that initial interaction with a shopper can be to conversion. Katie Holtz is the founder of Shopee, which is reshaping the digital grocery experience for retailers. I was blown away with how much information we packed into this interview, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Shelf Made Podcast. We are here with Katie Holtz uh, from Shopee. I got the um, honor of sitting on a panel with her at Grocery Shop last month. Uh, was really drawn to her insights and and this the company that she was building. I've talked to her a few times over the last month and, and wanted to get her on the podcast because I think she would drive a lot of value for our brands and our listeners. Uh, so Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. And I wanted to know if we could maybe start with a little background on yourself. Sure. Thanks for having me, Cameron. Um, yeah. So background on myself. Um, I'm a digital marketer and I spent 20 years in uh, management and technology consulting. Um, and in those roles, it was a variety of digital marketing, um, demand generation, and then ultimately performance marketing. And I uh, built the performance marketing function globally for Fortune 200 company. And uh, it was really in those moments that I realized I wasn't really being challenged enough. And that's, that's sort of uh, the reason why I departed to build Shopee. And then what is the background about Shopee? What, how did you come up with the idea? What is Shopee and kind of where are you at right now with the company? Yeah, it's interesting. So we're, we're actually, it's very authentic. Um, it was a true problem that I had and I realized that I was the kind of person who could solve that problem. And so we were living in Chicago and I had uh, one young child at the time taking the train into the city to do uh, my consulting work every day. And uh, I was coming home in the evenings and realizing that there just never there was anything in the fridge to make for dinner. And um, the reason was I just never was like figuring out what was for dinner and getting those items and getting them in the fridge uh, the way that I used to before we had kids. And so um, I actually kept thinking about the, um, the gap when I would go do my online grocery shopping, uh, which was really hot in Chicago, by the way. Um, this was you know, six years ago. Um, the, uh, the need to use certain tools to go online and order your groceries and you kind of save your lists. And it's not that different than today, um, but it was really big in Chicago at the time. Um, but I kept going online and I wouldn't check out because I just would stare at the screen and I'm adding taco stuff because I had tacos last night. So it's top of mind. I don't really want tacos again this week. And so that kept happening. And so I never really checked out. And, um, I had this vision in my head and I started building it out and, um, that's, you know, just built, built myself a couple of PowerPoint slides and I was off to the races of building a prototype and testing it. And so now what is the iteration that, what is Shopee today? Like, what are you providing yeah. for, for companies and, and how does it really work? So we're an innovative digital meal planning platform. Uh, we're completely white label. We are retailer first forever. Uh, we start and finish on the retailer site. 
and we effectively uh, fix the first mile of online grocery shopping. Um, we believe fundamentally that first mile, that first experience when you go on to do your grocery shopping is broken. And through extensive customer discovery, we learned that um, meal planning was the essential prerequisite to online grocery shopping that almost guarantees a successful outcome. When you know what it is you need, you actually get to and through the online grocery shopping experience because you've done your planning ahead of time. And it's those who don't do their planning that abandon that cart or delay that cart for days because they know they need to now go do their meal planning. And so we digitally emulate that meal planning um, experience and we, we built it directly into a grocery e-commerce platform. And so we source recipes from the hottest food brands and food bloggers. And we actually um, curate this platform. Uh, it has two different experiences within it. And then it has a number of innovative um, functions and features that we continually um, build and, and sort of, you know, outperform ourselves on how we can answer the needs of, um, we, we have a private user group, um, but it's, it's imperative that we answer the needs to families. What does a family need? Because a, a family with at least one child in the home doesn't have the time to do meal planning the way that others who are either single or empty nesters do. Uh, and as I like to say, um, we, if you like to touch your fruit and vegetables, you're probably not gonna be our early adopter. Um, we are looking for the people who are really, really busy and they love convenience. And we actually mine that data for that core audience. And that's how we built the features and functionality of our tech, um, knowing what rules we can break and what um, areas we need to serve to get those busy people to use online grocery shopping. And then, so walk me through just kind of like the customer journey. Like if I'm going to like a, a, re, a, a Shopee approved retailer, where where exactly in the life cycle am I engaging with Shopee and, and how, how does that process looking for me as the end consumer? Yeah, so the way that we drop into the site, uh, we can do it one of a couple different ways, um, but it can start as a chatbot. It also can start through um, just, just a, a native um, application within a recipe page and it's single click. And so if you're known to the grocery site, you're known to us. And when you get into the experience, we emulate that brand. Uh, we are an extension of the brand. We're an extension of what we call that single seamless shopping journey um, that starts and ends on the grocery site. We're just simply adding the element of meal planning so that we're filling your cart as you're selecting your recipes for the week. Um, we use uh, machine learning and thoughtful automation to do so. And um, when you have you selected your meals for the week, you actually are tossed back into the grocer's e-commerce experience. Um, and the way that we do it is such that you would never know you left the grocer's experience, uh, which is how it should be. And, um, and then you get to finish your shopping with everything that you were gonna do to begin with, like your bananas, cereal, milk, cat food, et cetera. All those a la carte items that you know you need from the grocery store that make it to the cart, but it's only like $12 worth of items and you've got to get to $35 in order to get your, uh, your groceries to your front door. Um, we fix that problem for you because we get your meal planning done for the week. And I mean, it seems like grocery stores have been throwing darts at this for a while, right? I think like Albertsons acquired, um, you know, like uh, uh, a meal kit company. I know that Kroger also did. Um, I think Albertsons actually shut down theirs. And so like, is this, are you seeing this as a more effective way than that solution? And it's, is it really kind of, um, resonating with the customers early on. Yeah, so um, what we do is we take the meal kit subscription model and we, we just effectively apply it digitally to the neighborhood grocery store. 
Um, so what does that mean? What they do really, really well is content marketing. So, and they're gonna feed you emails when you subscribe to you know, HelloFresh, um, Plated, Blue Apron, et cetera. Um, and when they feed you these emails, they're gonna have the upcoming menus. And that is clickbait because you're jazzed. You don't have to think. Um, the thinking's done for you, recommendations, right? Um, it's, it's narrow, um, but they're gonna give you ideas for the next couple of weeks and you get to go in and make those selections. And, um, and then you're sourcing and they show up at your door, right? Um, the problem is it's a basket bandit. It's stealing business from the neighborhood grocer. It also has a really high attrition um, problem because it's, it's incredibly expensive. You're paying about $12 a serving and you still have to cook those meals and you still have to wash those dishes. That's a problem. And when you get into, we, we run focus groups all day long. Um, when you get a group of parents in a room that are actually washing like the five pans it takes to create one of those meals. Um, it, it's, not, it's not hard to see why they have such a high attrition issue. So what we do is we digitally emulate the experience and then we offer that tech up to the neighborhood grocer who arguably struggles to offer the digital capabilities that a Gen X millennial Gen Z is looking for. Yeah, and I think I think too, like the quality of the ingredients, a lot of times those boxes aren't great, right? Because you have to pre-portion out themselves. I mean, Hello, I started out in seafood and HelloFresh was actually my biggest account that I started with. Um, and we did all the seafood packaging. And like, sometimes you probably didn't want to know what we threw in those trays, like for, for all the customers. So it's like, I definitely like, I think that like, it's a great concept, but it's so abstract that I think like, this is just a simpler plugin for the retailer where it's like, okay, great. Like, I like the... Um, I like the convenience of being able to meal plan and everything, but I still would rather buy kind of full portions or the product or brand name that I know and trust at my local store. Um, so it seems like that, that's a perfect kind of uh, land grab to go after those types of customers. It is. And then you start to think about how you can lean into other benefits for that full circle of stakeholders, right? Because you've got, you've got brand involvement, retailer involvement, shopper involvement, and so how do we start to build out um, a digital offering and an algorithm that's actually going to fill the cart thoughtfully? And uh, we've built that and we, we get excited to share that, you know, behind the curtain with groups and let them really see that there's so many more benefits to the retailer besides just converting that traffic. You know, per Deloitte, 74% of all online grocery shoppers go to a site, add items to their cart and quit. That is a tremendous amount of money left on the table. And it's also a negative sentiment. I, it, there's a lot of problems there. That person who just quit that cart, they still have to source dinner for their kids that night. Like that's a problem. They've just invested 10 to 20 minutes on your website and they got nowhere. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of problems to solve. Um, there's a lot of loyalty and retention and stickiness that you can activate just simply by being more thoughtful in that first mile. Yeah. And I mean, I think about it sometimes, sometimes I'll just remember to throw something in my Amazon cart and then it's like, yeah, I'll just come back to it because it's like, that's more of just a reminder. So I can definitely see how like um, how that can lead to a lot of lost sales. Um, so our audience, a lot of is, is brands, right? And so when they get into stores, they struggle with velocity, right? And creative ways that they can work with the retailer to figure how can my product come off the shelf? And so a lot of times too, it's, it's even harder when it's like, okay, how am I going to stand out on that retailer's website or, you know, Instacart or anything like that. So is there a way for the brands to also kind of leverage this and, and stand out? Uh, or is that kind of in the game plan in the future to be able to highlight certain brands um, like in the shopping experience so that you're, um, you're kind of top of mind when they're meal planning? Yeah, you know, we keep it really simple for the brands. And so they can be part of our platform um, as, as a white label platform, you know, whatever stores that we are in, 
Um, if they have that brand's product on the shelves, they can participate with us. And, uh, and it's a very simple model on how they participate with us. But they brands have hundreds, if not thousands, of professionally curated recipes, often just sitting on a hard drive. Um, stuff they created for you know social media influencers, uh, food influencers. They they ran SEM campaigns, and then it's just dead. We breathe life into that, but we do it thoughtfully. You know, our culinary director actually works with our brand partners and curates. So we have two different experiences on our platform. And that curation is essential because you've got grocers who are competing with Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram. That's who you have to emulate um, if you're going to win the digital game. And so we do, we love working with the brands um, and we welcome, you know, that outreach because it's, it's a tremendous opportunity for them to take these recipes that they have and not just activate them to sell more product online, uh, but also get some insights, right? There's so much to learn about what, what are you selling? Where are you selling it? What's it aligning with? What, where are the correlations? Um, how do you reverse engineer and start creating recipes that are more thoughtful, that are going to sell more product, you know, be more proactive about it? You know, this is a whole world of, of this isn't just data mining. This is, you can get into the AI pocket here. There's so much you can do with data points to start to activate more thoughtful decision-making. And, um, and we look forward to building those relationships with the brands that partner with us. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that's something on the horizon that a lot of brands will take advantage of. As we're kind of wrapping up here, um, obviously you're kind of a pro in what gets customers to convert online. A lot of our brands were driven to their DTC channels the last year due to COVID and they saw a lot of growth, but now it's starting to shake out and like, okay, we're starting to slow down. We're, you know, and, and what's the new normal? I think for a lot of brands, they're always figuring out what are the best call to actions? What's the best way to convert a customer online? What's the best way to just actually get them through to the purchase? any tips, tricks, insights that you kind of say, hey, this is the one thing I think people can really do to optimize when you have that shopper on your site, how to get them to actually convert and get through to making that purchase? Yeah, you know, when it comes to actually converting, um, it, it's amazing to me in the industry how getting into the cart is considered success, right? And I feel like there's all these uh, vanity metrics around kind of um, protecting that um, problem that the industry has of getting into the cart, but not converting. Um, when it comes to actually converting the customer, we have found that the, the focus groups and really getting the closest to the customer and deeply understanding what their needs are has been incredibly effective. Um, you know, outside of that, I, we find that they're in our focus groups actually with the brands um, that partner with us, um, they actually are sitting on so much data that they tend to just not look at a lot of it because it's not, um, it's overwhelming to them. And, and I think that that's where they need a partner like us um, or, or, you know, many different groups out there that can actually um, start to call their data and help them identify instead of just, you know, throwing gel at the wall, what do you need to be doing to actually be more effective with your recipe creation, recipe content, how you're deploying that recipe, you know, uh, doing it over YouTube with SEM and getting into someone's cart. Is that good enough? Getting on a list? Is that good enough? No, you're not, you're not making it to the finish line. And so I, th I think there's just a real powerful, like a consultation pocket. Obviously I come from consulting, so I'm always going to have that sort of angle. Um, it's, it's not a simple answer, Cameron, but um, there, there's a, a lot of data that's not being activated. And I would argue that there's, um, there's behavioral data that's captured, but people 
across the board disregard the opportunity of getting a focus group together, of getting real people in a room. I don't know what the barrier is to that. Um, that is, it's how we built our technology. And, um, and it, it amazes me the insights that we get. And then we, we hypothesize, we pressure test, we take it right back to them. And sometimes they throw it right back out the door. We have to try again. Um, that's how we've made our campaigns the most successful and our platform the most successful. And, and I think that that's just, you know, solid, um, sage advice for anyone who's who's sitting on a lot of data and trying to figure out what to do with it to actually get a better outcome. Awesome, Katie, this is great information. I think um, a lot of our listeners are going to take a ton of value out of this. Where um, can people find you and more information about Shopee? Yeah, so our website is Grocery Shopee. Um, that's GroceryShopii.com. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, Katie H. Oates. And, um, and, and the company's on LinkedIn as well. So no, we'd love to hear from folks. I appreciate you offering that. All right. Thank you so much, Katie. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank you. I appreciate this. That is all we have for you this week. Please join us next week for another great episode of the Shelf Made Podcast. If you don't mind, please also head over and leave us a five-star rating and a great review. It really goes a long way for our visibility and really building out this community and continuing doing the show. It's the best way you can support us. Again, leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a quick review. We really appreciate it. Check out the show notes for details about this episode and more information about Shopee. And if you need more information or are curious about WeStock, check us out at WeStock.io. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.